For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Friday, May 18th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 503 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WSWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we get set to prepare to talk about our favorite subject of all time here in the radio network, that being professional wrestling. Um, <clears throat> And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, our, our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, as we do every night, brings you, of course, our wrestling news and views. Of course, tonight it will be represented by the Iceman, Jared DiGiorno. J.D. is, of course, the 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, the human surplus machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived. He should be on his way. I'll be taking care of wrestling history here this evening, <clears throat> um, and of course we'll have some. We'll talk more about what else we'll be taking care of here in just a few minutes. In the meantime, let's bring JD in on what will be it should be a this explosive and dynamic um, episode 503 of Revolution. But of course, uh, before before we get the festivities underway. Um, and I'll get to, and of course we'll get JD to talk about this in just one second in the news. But of course we do welcome him, of course, to episode 503 of Revolution tonight. It is a good night indeed, but it is also somewhat a bittersweet night. It is indeed, absolutely. And when JD will get more about that before we talk about today's wrestling news in just a couple moments. First off, your folks, our live video feed will be coming in tonight from our group dedicated to New Japan Pro Wrestling, NJPWS Forever Honorable, which you can join us at facebook.com forward slash, forward slash groups, forward slash NJPW Honorable Nation. If you'd like to join us for a live video feed there. <clears throat> of course, through our, our uh, 
chat box on TalkShoe.com. Phone number is always 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND to match your six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything here that we have going on here this evening. In addition to the rest of the news and history and birthdays here tonight, folks, uh, prim- our, primarily, our primary thing tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is it's due to a challenge that was made a week ago tonight here on the 500th episode of Revolution. <clears throat> after this after this belt debuted in a very in a big time title match, uh, the first title defense of this belt will be taking place as the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie will be defending the NXT US North American Championship for the very first time against the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach. It'll be a tremendous matchup here indeed. But before we get to all that here, folks, let's go ahead and get to the rest of the news and views here for this evening. And of course, as we said, as J.D. said, a couple of somber notes before we get to into in-depth into the wrestling news. Let's go ahead and get to him right now and uh, <clears throat> and then go ahead and ask him, J.D., what is going on here in the uh, wrestling news scene this evening? But, of course, the two somber moments that we have to talk about here first. Go ahead, J.D., please. Indeed, we have a couple of somber moments to talk about, and we'll talk about them right now. Early this morning, however, in Texas, however, believe it or not, our tragedy struck once again in that state. According to reports, however, at least 10 people are dead, however, after a 17-year-old student early this morning allegedly opened fire at Santa Fe High School just outside of Houston, sending students fleeing for their lives to the governor. Ten others were wounded, including a police officer who was in critical condition, said officials. A teacher, however, is among the dead, according to law enforcement officials. Governor Greg Abbott, of course, however, called the shooting, however, one of the most heinous attacks that we've ever seen in the history of Texas schools. The suspect, who has been identified as 17-year-old Demetrios Pagornis, is in custody tonight, however, and has been charged with capital murder, said officials. The suspect allegedly wrote in journals that he wanted to carry out the shooting and then commit suicide, but he gave up himself to authorities this afternoon. As of tonight at the Santa Fe Police Department, the young man has given a statement to men to shoot multiple people inside the school with the intent of killing people, according to a probable cause affidavit. The gentleman also stated that during the interview they did not shoot students he liked so he could have his story told to the affidavit. There were no warning signs, and the suspect does not have a criminal history. A second individual, a person of interest, has been detained. As of tonight, our two weapons were used, however, mind you, however, in the massacre. A shotgun and a thirty-eight revolver, both of which appear to be legally owned by the suspect's father. Explosive devices were also found at the school, and devices including a Molotov cocktail were found in a car and a home, said authorities. Believe it. The gunman shot, apparently, a young freshman's friend with a shotgun before turning and opening fire, firing with a revolver. Peterson, the young man said he made eye contact with the suspect, noting he had a face of rage, believe it or not. Meanwhile, Bryden Sumbles, a former football player for the school, told ABC News Tonight that he reported the man to teachers in the past because it was odd that we wear trench coats in 97-degree weather and that it could be easily to hide a gun under the coat. Nothing seemed to come of the report. 
Another gentleman, however, identifies former football player Zeef Nunes, said he ran away and he remembers the young man as being incredibly quiet and would not talk to anyone, referring to the suspect. He was in the first classroom that the man allegedly fired on this morning, and he flipped the desk to shelter himself in a classmate as glass shattered beneath him. Meanwhile, however, we will keep you up to date with this story, however, if we hear anything new, but we do want to send our deep felt heartfelt condolences and prayers to the people of that region tonight. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, we now take another focus into Cuba. And you're asking what happened there. We'll tell you about it. A 39-year-old airliner with 110 people aboard crashed and burned in a field just after takeoff early this afternoon, leaving three survivors in Colombia's worst aviation disaster in three decades. The Boeing 737 went down shortly afternoon from Jose Marte International Airport on a short hop flight to the eastern city of Holgun. Firefighters rushed to extinguish the flames that engulfed the field of debris that left Columbia Flight 972 hitting the ground. As of tonight, 110 people are feared dead and only three have survived. Cuban President Miguel Diaz-Cadel said from the scene this evening, There is a high number of people who appear to have died. Things have been organized, the fire has been put out, and the remains are being identified now. A woman whose daughter was on the plane, however, Leticia, named Leticia, was only 24 and perished in the uh, accident when it happened. According to reports, skies were overcast and raining at the time of the incident, however, and of course, Mexican authorities said that the Boeing 737-201 was built in 1970 by Cuba from a small charter company that was by the name of Global Air. Now, a statement from the county's transportation department has identified the pilot and co-pilot as Captain Jorge Luis Nunez Santos and First Officer Miguel Angel Ramirez. The flight attendants identify as Marie Rios, Abigail Hernandez-Garcia, and Beatrice Lemon also have perished in this horrifying accident. Again, three survivors, however, have been uh, only found, however, and 110 to 115 more, however, have been excuse me, have been reported dead, however, as a result of this very heartbreaking ordeal. So just like Texas, however, we would definitely like to say our thoughts and prayers with the country of Cuba tonight, however, over this very heartbreaking, horrifying tragedy. Okay, now, to get our minds off tragedy, we're going to try to give you some positivity, if we can, with the local news, however, as far as roasting us, but we're going to try to do it, if we can, with a straight face, if we can. Thursday night's Impact Television, however, drew 326,000 total viewers, up from 295 the week before, considering they did not have an NBA playoff game going on, however, mind you. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, of course, Game 3 of the Houston Golden State Series will resume in Oakland at the Oracle Center Sunday night, however, with the series tied at 1. In the Eastern Final, the Boston Celtics, who are up two games, however, hope to make it 3-0 tomorrow night when they play host, however, to the uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James, while the Cavs are going to get back in the series, however, at 2-1. In hockey news, meanwhile, however, Game 4 of the Western Final is going on tonight in Las Vegas, and right now, midway through the second, it is 1-1 with the teams involved. Meanwhile, last night, Tampa, however, struck again, however, tying up the series with Washington, forcing Game 5 tomorrow night back in Tampa, however, at the St. Pete Times Forum in the Sunshine State, with Game 6 possibly being Monday. 
Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, Randy Orton underwent surgery, however, just this past week to repair a medical meniscus tear in his left knee. Orton told WWE.com the following before the surgery. I know I've needed the surgery since late last year, but I've been waiting for the right time to get my knee cleaned out. Right now seems to be the right time. No word as how how much time he may miss, but reports say he could be back by the middle of August, however. So he could be out a couple months, however, while recovering from this surgery. Uh, let's see. We also have heard, however, there is reports going around, apparently, that Seth Rollins will throw another championship match, however, out this Monday, however, in his open challenge for the IC title, however. No word yet on who will accept that challenge. And finally, in the UK Championship Tournament coming up in June, however, 16 people have been listed for the field tournament, however, and here are some of the names you will see. Travis Banks, Flash Morgan Webster, who was on Raw 205 Live this past week, Jordan Devlin, Tucker, Drew Pepperjack Gulak, Ashton Smith, James Drake, Tyson T-Bone, Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, Kenny Williams, Dave Mastiff, Mary Poppins Umbrella Man Mustachio Nerd Jack Gallagher, El Largo, El Liger, I should say, excuse me, Kenny Williams, Joseph Connors, and Amir Jordan. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies for the delay here. I'm back on. I had to step over this for and a moment. And we can give you an update now on the Vegas game. Vegas has now gone up 2-1 to one in that game right now with nine minutes to go in the second. We will keep you up to date throughout the night with that score. And ladies and gentlemen, there'll be a, I'll be, be a little bit delayed here in getting you the uh, history information and all. Um, I do have to step away. I have to have an emergency. I do have to take care of here. Uh, and of course, I hate to leave JD here alone on the spot here, but we will keep we will keep the broadcast going. And when I return, I will take care of the wrestling history here, which would be divided into two parts. Um, JD, I'm sorry about sorry about this. this no, go ahead, go go go. I'll take care from here. I got it. No problem. No, it's not, it's okay. Just go ahead and mention anything else you need to mention. Like I'll take care of the history. Okay. I'll be back. Okay. And while Chad's stepping out because of an uh, emergency, uh, hopefully nothing serious, we will give you the number again here at episode 503-1724-444-7044, call ID 138055-POUND. This is the Iceman along with Mr. W. Sorry, Chad Hinshaw. We are expecting a boatload more people on the show tonight, including King NWO, George T. Smith, the Black Widow, hopefully Michelle Lindotz, the Empress, and Marie Reckenbach, the Heartbreak Kid, and, of course, the human suplex machine. Now, coming up this Monday, folks, don't forget, Raw Radio will be back. We'll be talking more about the NBA and NHL uh, championship uh, conference games, if you will. Join John, myself, and Fonzie, of course, at 3 p.m., 138744-POUND. Tomorrow, of course, will be a very interesting show. Of course, the Power Hour will be giving you the latest headlines from the past week, ladies and gentlemen. And we will let you know what's going on there in that front, however, folks. So be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. However, coming up... This week, however, of course, tomorrow, 141364 is the call ID. That will be getting underway at 5 p.m. And then on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing our Double Shot Tuesdays. We always do, ladies and gentlemen, of course, beginning at 10 p.m. with a time and place, of course, with Wrestling Revisit at 139926-POUND. And, of course, the recap of Monday Night Raw this Monday, 138055-POUND, beginning at 9 p.m. Of course, Gerard and I will have the news headlines for you, of course, on that show. John will have your birthdays and dates as well. But, folks... 
This is going to be interesting for you to hear, and you guys might want to hear this, Harris, so buckle up and listen to this one. Coming up this Wednesday, this next Wednesday, at 8 p.m. at the Wrestling Debate Hour, ladies and gentlemen, we will be hitting history in itself. Yes, folks, it'll be history in the making with episode number 100. Yes, folks, we finally hit the century mark, and that'll be coming up this Wednesday night. Be sure to check that out at 8 o'clock. The caller ID is 139925-POUND. Be sure to check that out as we will have a lot to talk about. Of course, last week we had some good stuff to talk about. Uh, This week, who knows what we're going to be discussing at the debate table. We're going to have a great show. You can definitely check it out coming up this week on Wednesday night. And while Chad's still out, ladies and gentlemen, we want to give you an update on that game right now. It is still 2-1 right now in favor of the Golden Knights. As we said, however, tomorrow night, Game 5 of the Washington Series will be resuming, however, with uh, Tampa Bay. That series is tied at 2 apiece. That will be getting underway at 7 o'clock. Now, on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock, however, they will be resuming back in Winnipeg with that game, however. Depending on what happens tonight, who wins that game, however, we will update you on that. Monday night, of course, Game 6, as we told you, the Caps and the Lightning will be back in the nation's capital. Tuesday night, however, if it comes to that, it'll be the Jets and Golden Knights once again. But I can tell you right now, if the Golden Knights win tonight, however, they can pretty much wrap up the series on Sunday afternoon in Winnipeg, maybe, instead of going back home to Vegas next week and clinching it there. But right now, the Golden Knights, however, have done well the last two games. However, they're doing well again tonight like they did the other night. And right now, should they hold serve tonight, folks, they could be up three games to want to put the Jets in a big-time hole heading back to Winnipeg. Uh, let's see. Some other news to report, however, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see what we also got cooking on the news wire, however, here today. Uh, we understand, however, uh, like I said, we understand there's some other news going on, folks, here. In fact, however, this is the report uh, we can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. Vince McMahon and Triple H are reportedly very involved in Drew McIntyre's booking since he returned to Raw alongside Dolph Ziggler. Russell Votes, which has been broken stories in the past, reports that Vince has quoted very high on McIntyre since he returned to the main roster. In addition, Triple H has been heavily apparently been heavily involved in McIntyre's booking. McIntyre, of course, returned to the main roster last month when he went to Raw in the Superstar Shake-Up after being out at the end of this year, last year and early this year due to a torn bicep. The report says that McIntyre's pairing with Ziggler is, quote, for the time being, but could be something big and greater down the line. I definitely can tell you that will probably be the case. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, we understand Terry Runnels had some comments recently and talked about, however, her own opinion, however, on the Cigars, Scars, and Superstars podcast about John Cena and Nikki Bella. She also had some other things to discuss, however, including, however, her breast augmentation surgery back in the 80s and 90s. And here are some of the highlights she uh, said, however, and this is coming from our friend Jeremy Thomas of Four Line Mania who broke this story. On the Nikki Bella-Cena breakup, Terry said, Nikki going to her sister's. I actually watched that video today. I found it sweet. I found it very sweet. I think that we in this industry, I'll speak for myself, I've become such a recluse person, reclusive person, excuse me, because when you're out there all the time, you're going and going and going, everyone just wants a piece of you, and you're on the phone, and they interrupt you for autographs, and it's like you never get away from it. And when you finally get home, you just want the seclusion from everything and everyone. However, or uh, I did, however. To be able to go into the loving, warm, protective, secure arms of your sister and her family, I think it's special and awesome and the best place for her to be. I don't know the details of the breakup, but I love those girls. I'm sorry, my philosophy is, girl, you can do better. When you have to put your needs and desires on the back burner because this guy, 
No, 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 no. I feel she made so many concessions just to be with him. So, yeah, I really do like them. On her breast augmentation surgery, she said the following. Speaking from someone who has breast implants, I was a double when I went to have my first implant surgery, and the surgeon says to me, Terry, a lot of women come in here, and they just want enhancements. You come in here, and you actually have a need. He was like, you have a pancake with a gumdrop, and that's a problem. I initially had asked for a small C, and upon awakening in 87 with my first surgery, he informed me that my chest was so flat-chested and my skin so tight, he was unable to get a C in me. The best he could do was get a B, and he said, Terry, come back in a year, and after your skin is stretched a little bit, I'll be able to put in a larger one. All I kept thinking of how painful it was going to be, and I was like, dude, I'm never coming back here because it was so painful. Anyway, back in the 90s, however, there was this big scare over the silicone breast versus the saline breast because we thought the silicone caused cancer. I just thought to be on the safe side, I'll get it out and put the saline in. I remember Dustin was funny. He was like, while you're at it, since you're going anyway, do you think you can get them a little bigger? So I went up and got myself a D for Dustin. Okay. <laughs> Let's see, uh, some other news going on here, of course, this week, of course, with the movies coming out, ladies and gentlemen, some pretty good movies this week, including, uh, mind you, includes Deadpool 2, uh, and of course, uh, Book Club. Uh, we understand, however, that, believe it or not, however, that possibly, maybe, however, uh, for an R-rated film, however, Deadpool 2 broke the preview of $18.5 million. They did say that by the end of the week, it could take over 100 to 130 maybe $140 million. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Of course, uh, that is this week's uh, one of the bigger movies coming out this week, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check that out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, some other news we're going to tell you about here, folks. Uh, bear with us here as we're definitely keeping up to date what's going on. However, I'm trying to find out some stories here, folks, so bear with me here. Uh, like I said, we're going to get an update on that hockey game again. We're going to As we continue to update you on the hockey game, however, it seems like that's the only big event in town right now. Uh, 637 left in the second right now. We can tell you right now it is 2-1 still in favor of the Golden Knights. So there you go, folks. A little bit of an update there on that whole forefront. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Of course, as we said, folks, uh, Book Club this week, of course, is another movie that's coming out this weekend. Of course, in case you're wondering what the movie's about, folks, it is basically a bunch of ladies, however, played by Diane Keaton, uh, Mary Steenburgen, Jane Fonda, uh, Don Johnson, of course. Uh, Craig T. Nelson is also in this movie, folks. Um, also, like I said, they're all reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and basically they uh, try to please their boyfriends, husbands, whatever. However, it's it, it's going to be a good movie. I can tell you right now, it looks like a very funny movie. In fact, I might go see it tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, however... Uh, it's a big cast, like I said. Uh, Andy Garcia is also in it, folks. Alicia Silverstone, Wallace Shawn, Ed Begley Jr. I mean, you talk about a funny movie, folks. I mean, it is going to be very, very funny. And like I said, I heard a lot of people say that this is going to be a very good movie. How, like I said, of course, it's going to be very unique, let's just say. So, folks, I can tell you right now, uh, also in this movie starts Richard Dreyfuss. So, folks, if you're looking for a good, romantic, funny, laugh-out-loud comedy with a great all-star cast, however, I would definitely, uh, like I said, however, like I said, I would definitely say that this one could be one that might be up your alley. If you're looking for a good, romantic, funny comedy, however, with a good cast, this might be the one to watch this weekend. And let's see, we got some other movies coming out this week, however, uh, besides Deadpool and Book Club, of course, as you know, uh, we'll see what else is coming out here. 
just we told you about some other movies coming out this week. Like I said, folks, um, of course, tomorrow, as you know, beginning at 5 a.m. If you're up early, however, have a little tea and crumpets with us, however. No, uh, we're not talking about having them in the studio, although we could have them in the studio. You never know. Uh, but no, folks, tomorrow, the big royal wedding. Yes, folks, it's finally here. The big day has finally come, ladies and gentlemen. And it will be Prince Harry marrying Meghan Markle tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. And the festivities get underway, however, shortly after 5 o'clock in the morning on all your network stations, CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, um, wherever, folks. It's going to be fun, let's just say. So, folks, tomorrow will be a very exciting day, however, I'm sure, however, like I said, however, for the Royals, however, they're in jolly old England, however, no, they won't be spanking the monkey, if you will. But, uh, folks, it's going to be a very unique uh, fun of festivities tomorrow as the Queen and King, however, the of the Royal Family, however, will be very unique, however, as, like I said, Harry, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will become the next uh, generation of the Royal Family tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. So that will be very unique. And we can tell you right now, it is near the end of the second period right now. It is still 2-1 in favor of the Golden Knights right now, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that is what's going on with the hockey game right now. Um, of course, right now we can tell you that tonight, however, uh, one of the other... Let's see here. Sorry, folks. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. Uh, I don't know what else I can tell you about right now, folks. Uh, like I said, a lot going on right now. I mean, let's see if we can pull up some other stuff here, folks. Oh, here we go. Uh, we can tell you right now, uh, we did kind of announce a little some college football last night. Uh, we can tell you that so far, uh, the ACC has announced their uh, schedule this year folks, uh, for college football, and uh, the first ACC game of the season will be held on Thursday night, August the 30th, ladies and gentlemen, when Wake Forest travels to Tulane, while on Friday, August 31st, ladies and gentlemen, it will be Army taking on Duke at uh, 7 p.m., Syracuse, meanwhile, will be taking on Western Michigan, if you will, however, uh, in that one, ladies and gentlemen, and that'll be a very interesting game, of course. The very first Saturday of the college season, however, we got some good games, including uh, Louisville and Alabama, as we mentioned, the first big college game of the week and of the season, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Miami and LSU, of course, will be playing the next night in Arlington, Texas, at Jerry World, Dallas, Texas, that is, just outside of Dallas, I should say, in Arlington, however, at AT&T Stadium. Of course, the first Monday night of the season, however, I should say the college season, and the only time they'll do a college game on a Monday night hour is on Labor Day, but this is going to be a good one, folks. In Tallahassee, the Virginia Tech Hokies will be playing host of the Florida State Seminoles at 8 p.m. Uh, week 2, of course, you got some good games there. Looking ahead to Week 2 already, one of the big games to watch out for in Week 2 could be the Battle of Pennsylvania. Yes, folks, it'll be Penn State versus Pittsburgh, if you will, at 8 p.m., also, ladies and gentlemen, another one to watch out for in the second week could be this one, maybe, uh, possibly. Georgia Tech versus South Florida, ladies and gentlemen, and that'll be in South Florida. Then on Thursday, September 13th, ladies and gentlemen, Boston College will take on Wake Forest at 7.30 p.m. Saturday, September 15th, this one's going to be a good one. I can tell you right now, possibly this might be a very good one to keep an eye on early on in week three, ladies and gentlemen. It will be Florida State traveling up to Syracuse to take on the Orangemen, if you will, of Syracuse. 
Meanwhile, Thursday, September 27th, mark your doors for this one, folks. This is going to be a doozy. North Carolina travels to Miami. Yes, folks, the Tar Heels head down to South Beach, if you will, for a big ACC tilt there. Friday, October 5th, Georgia Tech will be traveling to Louisville. October 25th, Georgia Tech will be taking on Virginia Tech at 7.30 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Friday, October 26th, Miami travels up to Boston as they take on the B.C. Eagles. Friday, November 2nd, Pittsburgh travels down to Virginia to Charlottesville for a 7.30 p.m. tilt. Thursday, November 8th, ladies and gentlemen, Wake Forest will be playing North Carolina State at 7.30 p.m. Friday, November 9th, Howard Louisville travel to Syracuse for a 7 o'clock start. And Friday, November 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, the Battle of Virginia will commence as the Hokies and the Cavaliers do battle in Blacksburg, ladies and gentlemen, at Frank Beamer Stadium, if you will. No time has yet been announced for that game. And while Chad's still out, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue to update you of what's going on here, ladies and gentlemen, in the world of college football, because we do like to talk some college football here, folks. And I can tell you right now how there's going to be some good games this year, folks. I mean, I can tell you right now, looking at some big games early on, uh, like I said, early on in the season, I did mention, of course, uh, the ACC schedule. But here's some of the other good games to keep an eye on early on in the season, folks. It will be Michigan traveling to Notre Dame. Yes, folks, Michigan will be traveling to Notre Dame to start the 2018 season. As the boys from South Bend will open up their season there. That will be a very unique game on September 1st, 7.30 p.m. time. Uh, Tennessee, of course, will be playing West Virginia in Charlotte, ladies and gentlemen, not far from our friend Mr. WCW's neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be an entertaining game. Uh, September 8th, of course, I did mention the Penn State pick game. Uh, the other game to keep an eye on in that week, however, will be possibly Georgia hanging on South Carolina in Columbia, ladies and gentlemen. And also, ladies and gentlemen, let's see if we got another good one to watch out for. Uh, that week, however. Oh, yes, here we go. USC traveling to Palo Alto. Yes, folks, the big Pac-12, however, will be uh, on on site that night, I'm sure. Uh, college game day, however, will be uh, keeping an eye on that game, however, as the USC Trojans, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Trojan man, will be traveling to Palo Alto, California, if you will, however, from the City of Angels, however, for a big, big uh, Pac-12 matchup, if you will, there. Uh, let's see, Five, September 15th, let's take a look at some of the games that will be uh, ones to watch for on that weekend's schedule. Let's see, hmm, I'm looking here, uh, LSU at Auburn, that'll be an entertaining game, that'll probably be a nighttime game, I would think, or an afternoon game there at Auburn, that'll be a good SEC matchup there. Uh, let's see, any other games circling on our wagons that day? I do not see any. So, folks, there's some big games there to start out the first three weeks of the college season. And, of course, it all gets underway, like I said, folks, the 30th. Now, for you bowl fans, now this is for your postseason fans how are out there, ladies and gentlemen, folks. We will tell you, as we did mention, the college championship games will be held in Palo Alto, California, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday night, January 7th, at Levi's Stadium in uh, Santa Clara. Uh, is anyone there? Hello? Okay, I'm still here. Okay. Well, anyway, folks, we can tell you right now that the bowl season will start out on my birthday this year. Yes, folks, Saturday, December 15th, however, and here are the games that have been listed so far. The Celebration Bowl, of course, will start it off at noon. 2 o'clock, we'll have the Guild of New Mexico Bowl. The Cure Bowl will be at 2.30. The Las Vegas Bowl at 3.30. The Media Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama at 5.30. And the R&L Carriers, New Orleans Bowl at 9 o'clock. Now, 
this is where things are going to get a little interesting because of of the of the new alignment coming up on Saturday, December 29th, ladies and gentlemen. That's December 29th now. Here is where things are going to get a little interesting. Okay, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl will be held at noon that day in Atlanta. At 12:30 in Charlotte, in Chad's neck of the woods, the Belk Bowl will be taking place. The Capital One Orange Bowl will follow the Peach Bowl either at 4 o'clock or 8 o'clock in Miami, while that night the Cotton Bowl will be held that night. Now, New Year's Eve, however, here's where things get interesting again. The Military Bowl will commence at noon. The Sun Bowl will commence at 2 o'clock in El Paso. At 3 o'clock in San Francisco, however, it will be the first ever San Francisco Bowl, the site of this year's championship game, however, held at the same place the championship game will be held a week later. At 3.30, the Liberty Bowl will be held in Memphis. At 7 o'clock that night, the San Diego uh, Credit uh, credit, uh, Card Union Holiday Bowl will commence. And then at 7.30, however, unless they change the time again, they will have the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Tuesday, January 1st, on the first day of 2019, however, here's where things get interesting this year. The Outback Bowl will be held at noon. The Citrus Bowl will be held at 1. The Fiesta Bowl will be held also at 1. The Rose Bowl at 5. And then at 8.30, 9 o'clock, wrap up your night, however, with the Nokia All-State Sugar Bowl from New Orleans, the home of Po' Boys, Shrimp, and Jambalaya, and Bayonnaise, if you will, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So, folks, those are just some of the postseason games you will see on the 29th, the 31st, and the 1st of this year in early 2019, ladies and gentlemen. So, there you go. And uh, we are trying to get updates on baseball, so please bear with us here, folks. Uh, Like I said, we're just trying to get an update here, folks, uh, if we can, here on the hockey uh, scene here, too, folks. And we can tell you right now, it is now at the end of the second period, however. It is still, like I said, folks, 2-1 to one in favor of the Golden Knights. So there you have it. Uh, let's see some other news going on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I did see some other news here, folks. Bear with me here, folks. Uh, hmm. Oh, yes. Speaking of Nikki Bella, folks, we do have some news on this, however. Nikki Bella, believe it or not, will be competing on the NBC show American Ninja Warrior. Yes, folks, Nikki Bella will be commencing on that show next week, folks. So in addition to the Total Bellas season premiere that's coming up this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, Nikki will be premiering on that show, of course, coming up a week from this Thursday. So next Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, See Madam Nikki Bella in all her glory, if you will, on American Ninja Warrior. Let's see here. What else can we tell you about how our folks were trying to get a lot of things done here, folks? I'm sorry. I mean, Mr. WCW, I'm sure, had a very big emergency, and that's understandable, folks. So hopefully he will be back with us before the night's out, ladies and gentlemen, however. And we're going to tell you about some other news, however. What's going on here and give you the latest lowdown what's going on. We did tell you, of course, uh, where you can catch the superstars, of course, uh, already. Of course, don't forget, next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, meet Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, and John Cena at the Orange County Convention Center, however, uh, Friday and Saturday, if you will, however, they will be doing 
Uh, special meet and greets with their fans here from 1 to 4.32 to 5 p.m. next Friday and Saturday, if you will, there in the Magic Kingdom of Orlando. Also, uh, don't forget Shinsuke Nakamura there, too, as well next weekend. Uh, meanwhile, of course, two weeks from this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, of course, how are the Cricket Wireless store in Chester, Virginia, not far from Richmond, Virginia, the home uh, not far away from the Black Widow, and, of course, the Mr. Machine, John Gross and Paul Meyer, and Front Row, respectively. A week from this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, come meet the boss, Sasha Banks, who will be signing autographs at 127-62 Jefferson Davis Highway, Chester, Virginia, 23831, from 11-1. Two weeks from this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, however, on May 28th, Memorial Day, from 11-1, as she will be signing autographs and taking photos with all of you, however, before the Monday Night Raw show commences in Richmond, Virginia, that night, ladies and gentlemen. Also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of uh, Superstars Howard, coming up three weeks on this uh, Monday, if you will, on Monday, June 4th, Howard, at the Cricket Wireless Store on Gulf Freeway in Houston, Texas. Come meet Little Miss Bliss. Yes, folks, Alexa Bliss, the goddess herself, will be signing autographs Howard at 8452 Gulf Freeway, STED, Houston, Texas, 77017, two, three weeks from this coming Monday, ladies and gentlemen, however, from 11 to 1, before the Monday Night Raw show commences, down there in the home of our good friends, the Wolf Queen Heavy Metal, who I just talked to recently, and they said they might be going to that show, maybe, possibly, you never know, but they will be there, I'm sure, to see everything and anything commence in their neck of the woods, as Monday Night Raw will be coming to you live from H-Town, yes, folks, Houston, Texas, if you will, three weeks from this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday, June the 4th, live from the Lone Star State. And, of course, speaking of Houston, as we said earlier tonight, ladies and gentlemen, at the beginning of the news hour, our thoughts and prayers are with those people in Houston tonight after the very serious heartache that was suffered there earlier today, as well as the country of Cuba. I think we got someone with us on the line. Do we have anyone on the line with us? Apparently we don't. Okay, I thought we thought we're going to have Fonzie or at least the human suplex machine joining us here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, however, but uh, like I said, however, uh, we'll definitely have to wait and see if they are going to be joining us here relatively shortly, however, if you will. And I'm trying to see if there's any other news to report here, folks. I mean, we've been pouring on an awful lot here tonight here, so bear with us, folks. I mean, it's Understandable, if you will. Uh, and I think I just heard something. Hello? Let's take a look here. And I believe we might have the last kicker of the Empress with us here right now on the chat. So we're going well, to check on that right now and let everyone know right now. Uh, if not... We will definitely uh, see who's with us right now. And we want to acknowledge right now the human suplex machine has now logged on to the chat, Mr. John Gross. John, of course, is a Hall of Famer, of course, and the co-host of Raw Radio with me, Howard, each and every week, ladies and gentlemen. We want to acknowledge him now. John, welcome to the show. Uh, if you want to start putting up your birthdays and dates, uh, John, uh, chat has stepped out. I see you. We're here. Thank you very much, John. Um, if you uh, want to call in, and do your birthdays and dates, that's fine, too. I don't think Chad would mind that. I mean, it's just me right now. I'm fine solo because Chad had to step out for a few minutes. But if you want to call in, John, and uh, give us your birthdays and dates, however, that'd be great. However, that way Chad doesn't have to do them. That'd be fine, however. Otherwise, if you just want to start putting them up on the chat box, I'll read them off uh, uh, here right now as Chad is still out and about right now. And as we said, folks, we hope to have also the Empress and, of course, 
the Heartbreak Kid joining us here in just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, due to the circumstances, they are not here with us at the present moment, however, but we will hopefully hear from them shortly. So, uh, uh, hear from them in just a few moments. John, if you want to give us a call into the show, however, right now, however, mind you, that'd be great, however. So, uh, that'd be fine. Of course, as you know, last Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, is a very historical episode in itself. Episode number 500 of the show which was very good, I must say. And, of course, as you know, it has been uh, a treat over these past 500-plus shows that have been very fun to watch. So, John, like I said, if you want to call in or start uh, typing up stuff uh, for birthdays and dates, that would be great. We'll be reading them on the air here in just a few moments. I will be back myself in just a second, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWUS Chad Henshaw back on the line here. Uh, my apologies for the sudden departure and sudden uh, disappearance here from uh, from the show here tonight. Uh, had a uh, had a sudden emergency here uh, to take care of. Oh, and so now I- we are, we're back. Okay, we're back. I'm sorry about that. Chad has returned to the line. I am going to call back in. John is already in. The chat box, he said, so he is officially here, and I will be back in a sec. I'll call right back. Okay, J.D., thank you very much, sir. We appreciate that. I think we drawing a hole down the fort for me while I had to take care of a small emergency, a family emergency, but we have gotten that taken care of with no problem. Now we're doing that. We now have the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is a two, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. John, we welcome you, of course, to Episode 503 of Revolution, sir. We do thank you for coming on. Let's go ahead and bring you, of course, today here in wrestling history. Here is a two-parter here, folks. One of them is a, is a, is a, uh, a somber moment that something sad did take place on this date here a few years back. Let's go ahead and bring you all that information, bring you all the rest of the wrestling history for today, May the 18th. First off here, 26 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see here, 1992, WWF taped the 300th episode of Wrestling Challenge from the Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati, Ohio. Debuting in September 1982, okay, J.D., Debuting in September 1986, one day after his sister show, Superstars of Wrestling, debuted, Wrestling Challenge followed a similar format to Superstars, recapping recent events, airing mostly squash matches, and promoting upcoming house shows and TV tapings. The show would last for 10 years, ending in September of 1996. Here are the matches that took place on the 300th edition of Wrestling Challenge. Bret Hart defeated Brian Costello by submission. The Nasty Boys defeat the team of Kevin Kruger and Sean Patrick. At 2 minutes and 41 seconds, this is the longest match on the entire episode. The Undertaker defeated Dan Robbins. Money Inc., of course, Ted DiBiase and IRS, defeated Butler Stevens and George Anderson. Virgil defeated Cato. Repo Man defeated Chris Hahn. And the Legion of Doom, of course, Hawk and Animal, defeated Burt Stiles and Red Tyler. 
21 years, 21 years ago today, which was put it at 1997, WCW presented Slamboree from the Independence Arena in Charlotte, North Carolina. 9,643 were in attendance with 220,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 155,000 homes for the 96th edition of the event. Here are the matches that took place at Slamboree 1997. Steven Regal defeated Ultimo Dragon via submission to win the World TV title. Medusa defeated Luna Vachon. Ray Jr. defeated Yuji Yasuroka. That's what I can pronounce it. Mm. Glacier defeated Mortis by DQ. Dean Malenko defeated Double J Jeff Jarrett via submission to retain the United States title. Ming defeated Chris Benoit via submission in a death match. The Steiner Brothers defeated the Dungeon of Doom, in this case Hugh Morris and Conan. Steve McMichael defeated Reggie White. Oh boy, more football. <laughs> and the team of Kevin Green, Ric Flair, and Roddy Piper defeated the NWO in the form of Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Six. Fifteen years ago today, would put it at 2003, WWE presented Judgment Day from the Charlotte Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. About 13,000 were in attendance with 315,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 373,000 homes for the 2002 event. The event is noted for the return of the Intercontinental title. It was unified with the World Heavyweight Championship the previous September, then it was deactivated. I don't know, I think Stone Cold was going to say he was going to bring it back, and he did, I believe. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, the Hurricane defeated Stephen Richards. John Cena and the FBI, Chuck Palumbo and Johnny Stamboli, defeated Rhino, Spanky, and Chris Benoit. It wasn't Wild my fault. <laughs> there you go, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Wild Resistance, Yvonne Grenier and Rene Dupree, defeated uh, Test and Scott Steiner. Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri defeated Team Angle, Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, in a ladder match to win the tag team titles. Christian last eliminated Booker T in an over-the-top battle royal to win the vacant Intercontinental title. Other participants were former Intercontinental champions Val Venus, Chris Jericho, Lance Storm, Test, RVD, Kane, and Goldust. Tori Wilson defeated Sable in a bikini contest. John, I'm, John I, I have it here. It, it was, well, I, well, John, I'm sorry. I'm just going by with what I have here, but so, I mean, uh, I'm not doubting what you're telling me here, but. Uh, Mr. America defeated Roddy Piper. I remember that match. Kevin Nash defeated Triple H by DQ in a World Heavyweight title match. Jazz defeated Victoria. Jacqueline and Trish Stratus in a fatal four-way match to retain the women's title, and Brock Lesnar defeated the Big Show in a stretcher match to retain the WWE title. John says he actually remembers that bikini match vaguely with Tori using double bikinis. Whoa! They did make you want to go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 14, 14 years ago today was put it at 2004. At SmackDown taping in Las Vegas, Chavo Guerrero Sr., who was wrestling as Chavo Classic, defeated his son, Chavo Jr., and Spike Dudley in a triple threat match to win the Cruiserweight title. Thirteen years ago today, which was put it at 2005, DDP reportedly was released from TNA. Sources reported that management was not happy with Paige not putting over Monty Brown without outside interference from 
Psi Delta Slam. Some believe the move was purely political and was connected with Dusty Rhodes stepping down from his booking duties. On the same day, Jeff Hardy was suspended from TNA after arriving several hours late for hard justice. Hardy, who was scheduled to face Raven, was replaced by Sean Waltman. Eleven years ago today, put at 2007, WWE releases Shelly Martinez, Dick Mitchell, Scotty Tuhati, and developmental talent Angel Williams. Williams, who was released the same week after she debuted for Ohio Valley Wrestling, would head to TNA after a brief stop in AAA. Williams, as Angelina Ludd, would become one of TNA's most successful female performers, win the Knockouts title six times and their Knockouts tag, te- tag titles once. In June 2015, Williams married Davey Richards. The couple had their first child in March 2016. Williams returned to TNA in January of 2017. In a 2013 interview, Martinez alleged her release was a result of a confrontation she had with Batista, specifically over his relationship with Melina. Since her release, she has done a stint in TNA as Salinas. She's done modeling, reality television, and appeared on the independent circuit. Martinez returned to TNA last year for the Knockouts Knockout, Knockdown 4 special and they lose an effort to rebel. The match was voted the worst of 2016 by Wrestling Observer Newsletter readers. Earlier... earlier um, uh, last, last year, it was Martinez announced that she would retire from wrestling in November of last year. In a 2009 interview, Mitchell alleged that his relationship with then WWE diva Tori Wilson stifled his success with the company, saying that he was a young, fresh meat WWE guy who didn't deserve the most beautiful diva. Mitchell and Wilson dated for five years before breaking up in 2011. Mitchell retired from wrestling in 2008 and began training for MMA. He lost his only MMA fight in 2010. Scotty Tuhati, whose real name is Scott Garland, made multiple appearances for WWE since his release. Garland has wrestled as Scotty, Scotty D. Hotty and Scotty Tuhati for over 30 different promotions <clears throat> uh, let's see, uh, were, since leaving WWE in 2007 including IWA out of Puerto Rico and Pro Wrestling Noah. Garland, who trained to be a firefighter in 2013, is back with WWE as a trainer at their performance center. I did not know that. I did not know that. Very fascinating. Ten years ago today, 2008, WWE presented uh, Judgment Day from the Quest Center in Omaha, Nebraska. 11,324 were in attendance with 252,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 242,000 homes for the 2007 edition. John Cena defeated JBL. John Morrison and The Miz defeated Kane and CM Punk to retain the tag team titles. WWE tag team titles, excuse me. Shawn Michaels defeated Chris Jericho in a non-title match. Mickey James defeated Beth Phoenix and Melina in a triple threat to retain the women's title. The Undertaker defeated Edge by countout in a match for the vacant World Heavyweight title. Jeff Hardy defeated MVP, and Triple H defeated Randy Orton in a steel cage match to retain the WWE title. Nine years ago, oh my goodness, I, I remember this moment. Nine years ago today, which we put it at 2009, WWE and the NBA hit an impasse regarding the May 25th date at the Pepsi Center. 
The originally scheduled Raw was running up against what would be the fourth game of the NBA Western Conference Finals series between the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. <clears throat> Three years ago today, would put it at 2015, on Raw from Richmond, Virginia, Kevin Steen, who of course we all know as NXT as former NXT champion Kevin Owens, makes his WWE debut as a challenger in the John Cena United States Open Challenge. This comes at two weeks after Owens' opponent for NXT TakeOver Unstoppable later that week, Sami Zayn, made his debut in a similar bout. Zayn injured his shoulder during his entrance. The match never, the match never takes place as Owens attacks Cena, then gives him a pop-up powerbomb. The axe sets up an Owens-Cena match for the Elimination Chamber reboot later in the month. And here's some, and here's some, pro, here's some birthdays here, guys. And there's just plenty of them right here according to our page. Let's go ahead and give them right here to you. <clears throat> Excuse me there for just a second. Uh, first off today, um, we, it's actually, this is actually a day late. His birthday, I think, was yesterday. But happy 31st birthday to Daniel Marshall Wheeler, best known to wrestling fans these days as Dash Wilder. Before signing the WWE developmental deal in 2014, Wheeler spent nearly a decade on the independent circuit, most notably for NBA, NBA, NWA, excuse me, Anarchy, Resistance Pro Wrestling, Preston City Wrestling, and Pro Wrestling Zero One. Upon signing with WWE, Wheeler became Dash Wilder. He was paired with David Harwood, also known as Scott Dawson, performing first as a mechanics. The duo had moderate success before shockingly defeating the Vault Villains in November 2015 for the NXT Tag Team titles. In early 2016, they would officially be named The Revival. The duo lost the titles to American Alpha at NXT TakeOver Dallas in April, but would win them back two months later at NXT TakeOver The End. They would hold the titles, titles until NXT TakeOver Toronto, where they were defeated by DIY who was, of course, the, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in November. Wilder and Dawson joined the main roster full-time and had a single appearance on, on the main roster show prior to this, defeating Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy, for we all know it was Enzo and Big Cass, at Rugblock in March of 2016, the night after WrestleMania 33, answering the open challenge of, of then defeating the New Day. Wilder is sidelined after suffering a jaw injury in a match with Hideo Itami and Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, of course, as of right now, uh, Wilder was expected to re- to return um, return the following month. So, and and okay, today is a happy 45th birthday to Brian Daniel Heffron, best known to wrestling fans as the Blue Meanie. Inspired by the creatures of the same name in the 1968 anime film Yellow Submarine. Efron is best known for his runs in ECW from 95 to 98 and 2000 when he was known as Blue Boy and in the WWF from 98 to 2000 with a brief return in the summer of 05 where he was injured at the hands of JBL at one night stand. Today, Efron occasionally wrestles and is a trainer at the Monster Factory, a wrestling school in Paulsboro, New Jersey. It's a happy 68th birthday today for James Harris, best known to wrestling fans as the Ugandan giant Kamala. Actually born in Senatobia, Mississippi, 
Harris moved to Florida in 1967 at the suggestion of local police. Harris had become a habitable, habitual burglar around this time. Eight years later, he landed in Michigan where he met Bogo Brazil and began wrestling training. He trained alongside Michael Hayes, first trained before moving to Arkansas to further his training. Harris made his pro debut in 1979 and would go under a few names before adopting the name Kamala. With Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler, the three molded the gimmick, a simple-minded Ugandan cannibal. He wrestled for Mid-South Wrestling in, early 19, in the early 1980s, then would appear off and on for the WWF for a decade. He drove a truck following his WWF run for a couple years and had a cup of coffee, as J.D. puts it, at WCW in 1995. Kamala wrestled sporadically for WWE in the early and mid-2000s, most notably as part of the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17, but had, been, had mostly been on the independent circuit. Harris was also dabbled in songwriting. He wrote over 100 songs, many of them about his experiences in the wrestling business, lost both of his legs due to high blood pressure and diabetes. His left leg was amputated in 2011, his right leg a year later. Today, Jim lives in with his niece, Ashley, in his birthplace of Sanatopia. Before I go on to the next one here, I will say welcome here to, uh, of course, the 2017 Hall of Famer. Also, of course, a multiple title holder here, including a two-time and current WWS United States champion, an ROH US World World Heavyweight and Pure Champion, and the current NXT US North American Champion. He's also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He is, of course, obviously known as the Heartbreak Kid. But of course, we have to think back to his uh, to, to the '66 Count Happy Days, or his nickname, where it went simply a little bit like this: It went a. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie is now made on the line here with episode five. Fonzie, welcome there, sir, and uh, and uh, good good to have you on here with us tonight. Um, okay, and today we have a somber birthday here, folks. Today would have been the 75th birthday of James Wiley Smith, later known as James William Rager, but he was best known to wrestling fans as Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Snuka, a former amateur bodybuilder, wrestled for several NWA territories before joining the WWF in 1982. Though he was a heel initially, fans took to his high-flying style and would become a face by 1983. In October 1983, Snuka dove from the top of the cage in Madison Square Garden onto Don Morocco, a very historic moment right there. A number of wrestlers, including Bubba Ray Dudley, Tommy Dreamer, Mick Foley, and the Sandman, cite this as one of the reasons they pursued a wrestling career. Snooker would be a primary player in the WWF until his release in August 1985. Just a month before Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling debuted, he still made it into the cartoon series, though. After three years in the AWA, Snooker returned to the WWF in 1989 as a jobber to the stars. Snooker is most known during this run before being the first man to lose to The Undertaker at WrestleMania. His final TV match came against Shawn Michaels in February of 1992. A month later, he arrived in Eastern Championship Wrestling and became his first champion. He remained to, with the company until just before the name changed to Extreme Championship Wrestling in 1994. Snuka, a member of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 1996, has appeared mostly on the independent since, but he has made appearances for both WWE and WCW. He has filmed the reality show with his wife and has taken part in poker tournaments. 
he, of course, is survived by his two children, of course, Jimmy Jr. and Tamina. And not surprisingly, they both wrestled. You all remember that. In May 1983, Snuka was suspected but never charged in the death of, of his then-girlfriend, 23-year-old Nancy Argentino. Autopsy findings show she suffered more than a dozen cuts and bruises and died of undetermined cranio-cerebral injuries. The case was left open, and Argentino's parents won a civil suit in 1985. In 2013, the case was reviewed by Lehigh County District Attorney Jim Martin and was turned over to a grand jury in January 2014. In September 2015, Snooker was arrested on third-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter charges. This came just a month after being diagnosed with stomach cancer. Following his arrest, Snooker's WWE Legends contract was indefinitely suspended and his page removed from the WWE's Hall of Fame website. On January 3, 2017, Snooker was deemed mentally unfit to stand trial due to his dementia, and the murder charges were dismissed. Dismissal came a month after it was announced that Snooker was in hospice and had six months to live due to his stomach cancer being terminal. The cancer would claim his life on January 15, 2017, at the age of 73. At the time of his passing, he left behind a wife, Carol, four children in Serona, who, of course, as we said, wrestled as Tamina, James Jr., who wrestled as Deuce in the mid-2000s, Liana and Ada, and three stepchildren in Bridget, Richard, and Dennis. And we have one more piece of history here, a somber piece of history we need to bring in here, folks. Uh, and indeed, this is a very somber one, and J.D. knows what I'm talking about, but we'll, uh, but we'll go ahead and bring it here to you. Um, let me see here. Sixteen years ago today, which would be 2002, David Davy Boy Smith, best known to the rest of the family the world over as the British Bulldog, sadly died of a heart attack in Ivermere, British Columbia. He was 39 years old. Born November 27, 1962 in Goldbourne, Lancashire, England, David was among four children. He had one brother in Terence and two sisters in Joanne and Tracy. His mother, Joyce Billington, was the sister was sister was the sister of excuse me, Bill Billington, who was the father of Tom Billington, also known as the Dynamite Kid. He trained under Ted Bentley in Winwick, England, and began his wrestling career at just age fifteen, competing on ITV's World of Sport with his cousin Tom Billington. He was spotted by Bruce Hart, and Smith and Billington relocated to Canada to wrestle for Stu Hart's promotion, Stampede Wrestling. The Cousins had a long-standing feud with Smith defeating Dynamite Kid on July 9, 1982 for the Stampede British Commonwealth Mid Heavyweight title, his first championship. The feud continued on the other side of the Pacific Ocean for New Japan Pro Wrestling, where Smith and Kid feuded with the Cobra. On February 7, 1984, Dynamite Kid won the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship by winning a one-night three-man round robin. Soon after the tournament, the Cousins formed the tag team of New Japan and Stampede Wrestling, the British Bulldogs. The duo left New Japan for All Japan just before their annual tag tournament, the World's Strongest Tag Determination League. Their performance in that tournament drew the attention from the World Wrestling Federation. After the WWF bought out Stampede Wrestling in 1985, the British Bulldogs, along with brothers-in-law Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, joined the company. The Bulldogs would engage in a long-standing feud with Hart and Neidhart, of course also known as the Hart Foundation. 1986, the Bulldogs treated with a great Valentine and Brutus Beefcake, a.k.a. the Dream Team, at WrestleMania 2. At WrestleMania 2, 
with Captain Lou Albano and singer Ozzy Osbourne in their corner, the Bulldogs defeated the Dream Team for the tag team titles. In December 1986, the Dynamite Kid suffered a severe back injury. The injury to Billington would soon doom the tag title reign. On January 26, 1987, the Bulldogs lost the tag titles to the Hart Foundation, but the duo remained in the WWF until late 1988. Their days as a top tag team were over. Why the Bulldogs left the WWF following that year's Survivor Series depends on who's telling the story. One account says Billington got into a fight with Jacques Rougeau over a prank gone wrong. Another says Billington had an issue with WWF management over plane tickets. There is to ever telling the story. The Bulldogs returned to Stampede Wrestling while also wrestling for All Japan Pro Wrestling. With Stampede on its last legs, the decision was made to split the duo up in May of 1989. This was a problem with All Japan, as they were still promoting the Bulldogs as a team. In July, Smith, along with Chris Benoit, Ross Hart, and Carl Moffat, also known as Jason the Terrible, were involved in an auto accident. Smith, who was not wearing a seatbelt, was thrown through the windshield and sent 25 feet headfirst onto the pavement. The wounds needed 135 stitches to close. Eventually, Smith healed and returned to the ring, and the Bulldogs continued to team in all Japan. Just before the 1990 World's Strongest Tag Determination League, Smith pulled the British Bulldogs out of the tournament with the story that Billington was in a serious auto accident. In reality, David was covering his tracks. He was heading back to the WWF as the British Bulldog. Smith returned to the WWF in October 1990, defeating Haku at a live event in early October, and the Brooklyn Brawler in his televised return later in the month. Smith, who traded the British Bulldog during his first run with, with the company, <clears throat> uh, trademarked the British Bulldog during his first run with the company, prevented his former tag partner, Tom Billington, from being promoted as such, became quite popular in the United States, but was immensely popular, of course, in the United Kingdom. Thanks in part to WWF programming being becoming a huge hit on Sky Sports. Multiple cars were promoted in the United Kingdom during the height of Bulldogs' popularity, including UK Rampage in March of 91, and Battle Royal at the Albert Hall in October, where he won the where he won where he won the twenty man Battle Royal match. He wouldn't fare as well as in the nineteen ninety two Warrior Rumble match. He entered first and eliminated three men in the form of Ted DiBiase, Jerry Sags, and Haku before being eliminated by the eventual winner, Ric Flair. Arguably the peak of Smith's popularity and career came on August 29, nineteen ninety two with an audience of over 80,000 in Wembley Stadium in London, England, at SummerSlam, Smith, accompanied by British and European and future world boxing champion Lennox Lewis, defeated his brother-in-law, Bret Hart, to the WWF Intercontinental title. Smith would hold the title for just two months before he was defeated for by Shawn Michaels on Saturday night's main event. That's November. Later in the month, Smith and the Ultimate Warrior were both found to have received shipments of human growth hormone from a pharmacy in England. The company under investigation of steroid use, Smith and Warrior, were released. In '93, Smith had a brief run in World <coughs> Championship Wrestling, team with Sting and his feuding with Big Van, Big Van Vader and Sid Vicious. This time for the WCW World Heavyweight Title of Slam Marie, the champion of 24, with the two splitting the pair about. Smith won the Slam Marie match via DQ. In July, excuse me. In July, Smith was involved in an altercation with a 22-year-old man, making advances towards his then-wife Diana. Smith would be charged with aggravated assault later in the year, 
and would end up being released from WCW in December. Charges against Smith were dismissed in February of 1996. After a brief stint for United Kingdom outfit All-Star Wrestling in early 1994, Smith returned to the WWF at SummerSlam, teaming with his brother, brother-in-law Bret Hart against Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart. At the 95 Royal Rumble match, Smith entered second behind Shawn Michaels and wound up being the last two men in the ring. Smith tossed Michaels over the top rope, but only one of Shawn's feet hit the floor. Shawn re-entered and eliminated Bulldog soon after, giving him the win and a WWF title match at WrestleMania 11. Michaels would lose that bout to Diesel. As for Bulldog, he would team with Lex Luger to form the Allied Powers. Their alliance was brief. In August, the Allied Powers were set to take on men on a mission, but Luger was a no-show. Bulldog got a replacement partner in WWF champion Diesel, but it was a trap. Bulldog attacked Diesel and would join Jim Cornette's Camp Cornette with Owen Hart and Yokozuna. This was Bulldog's first ever heel turn in the WWF. The heel turn did help Bulldog get a WWF title match against Diesel in your house four in October, but Smith won via DQ due to interference from Bret Hart. Two months later, Bulldog would get another shot at the title, this time with Bret Hart as champion. Despite Hart bleeding during the bout, a no-no for the WWF at the time, he defeated Bulldog and retained the title. In the, 90, in the 96 Warrior Rumble match, Bulldog was next, the next to last entrant, but once again eliminated by the match's eventual winner, Shawn Michaels. In the spring, Bulldog treated with WWF champion Shawn Michaels, with the basis being that Diana accused Michaels of making advances toward her. This angered and motivated Bulldog to take the championship from Shawn. He couldn't do it. They fought to withdraw it in your house eight, beware of dog, but Shawn retained a month later at, the king, at King of the Ring. Soon after, Smith formed the tag team with brother-in-law Owen Hart. At in your house 10, nine games in September, Bulldog and Owen would defeat the Smoking Guns for the WWF tag team titles. They would hold the titles for eight months, longest title reign in four years. They would lose them to the unlikely duo of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels in May of 1997. While they were champions, the WWF European Championship was created. Owen and Bulldog would be the finalists in the inaugural tournament, with Bulldog winning the tournament in March of 1997. The competitive fight between the brothers-in-law nearly tore them apart until Bret Hart got them to reconcile their differences. Along with Jim Neidhart and Brian Pillman, they would form a new version of the Hart Foundation, feuding primarily with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Interestingly, while the Hart Foundation were vilified for their actions in the States, the group was heroes most everywhere else in the world, particularly in Canada. This was best proven in your house, Canadian Stampede in July, when the Hart Foundation defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin, Gold Dust, King Shamrock, and the Legion of Doom. Just a week later, Austin and Dude Love defeated Owen and Bulldog in the tournament final for the tag titles. Michaels was suspended and was forced to vacate his half of the titles. In September, Bulldog lost the European title to Michaels at the UK exclusive one night only. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> this marked the first time Smith was defeated at a WWF, WWF event in the United Kingdom. Bulldog was originally booked to win, but Michaels convinced Vincent Mann to change the booking to build his feud with Bret Hart and to build a return bout with Bulldog at a future United Kingdom show. The return bout never came to pass. Following the Montreal screw job at Survivor Series in November, Bulldog, along with Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, left the WWF. Smith followed brothers and brothers-in-law Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart to WCW. 
Smith feuded with Steve McMichael, who was tired of, of the plethora of wrestlers coming from up north, a thinly veiled reference to the WWF. Smith's second WCW run was not noted as the success of the first. He teamed with Neidhart, but the two were rarely featured, used primarily on Thunder. In April 1998, Smith suffered a knee injury that sidelined him for a month. He would suffer a much more serious injury five months later at Fall Brawl in September. Bulldog landed awkwardly on a trap door twice, resulting in him injuring his back. It wasn't until a month later when it was discovered that his back injury was a serious spinal infection that could have resulted in paralysis. Bulldog spent six months in the hospital. While in recovery, he was released from WCW via FedEx. Smith would soon develop an addiction to morphine and painkillers. It would not be until nearly a year later Smith returned to the wrestling ring. September 1999, he returned to the WWF as the British Bulldog. In keeping with the Attitude Era, Bulldog wrestled in jeans and entered into a remix of Rural Britannia for a brief period before switching out to a rock theme beginning with a dog bark. On his first night back, Smith defeated the big boss man for the hardcore title, then gifted the title to Al Snow. I remember that moment. He soon pursued the WWF title, the one title he never won in the company. He eventually turned heel and feuded with The Rock. And after giving, he failed to win the title in a six-man match. Triple H won the bout and the then vacated title. October Smith was broken as a heel for the first time in his homeland at the UK Exclusive Rebellion. He defeated X-Pac at that event. His feud with The Rock included at No Mercy with Bulldog being defeated by The Rock. Just over a week later, Smith defeated D.L. Brown for the European title. He lost the title at Armageddon in mid-December to Val Venus. On May Smith, May Smith, May 6th, 2000, Smith defeated Crash Holly for the hardcore title in London. Holly would win it back five days later. Soon after, Bulldog was sent to rehab at the request of Vince McMahon due to his addiction to prescription painkillers and morphine. His fear release, his fear relapse led to Smith's release. Around that time, Diana and Davey divorced, with Davey getting shared custody of their two children, Harry and Jordan. Soon after, Davey began dating Andrea Redding, with friend's wife, Bruce Hart. The couple had plans to marry. On May 2002, while vacationing in Invermere, British Columbia, Canada, Smith suffered a heart attack. Attempts to revive him were unsuccessful. He was only 39. A later autopsy revealed his past due to antibiotic steroids may have contributed to his death, as well as stress and serious injuries. Also, at the time of his death, Smith was planning a comeback. As the previous weekend, he had teamed with his son, Harry, in three tag team bouts. Two funeral services were held, one by his girlfriend, Andrea, and the other by the Hart family. Bret Hart attended both of them. Smith is buried in his hometown of Goldborn. Smith, the winner of the 1992 Pro Wrestling Match of the Year with Bret Hart, is a member of the Stampede Wrestling Hall of Fame. So, folks, there you have it. They're a very solid moment back in the Super Bowl. It's great. Chris there, there, indeed. So. And, uh, J.D., thank you very much for the rest of the new Beast here tonight. And, J.D., thank you again for covering. Of course, I did have a recent emergency here just a few a little while ago, but uh, we got taken care of with no problems with media. I do thank you, sir, for your for uh, for 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 jumping in there for uh-huh. me to I do appreciate that. Thank you very much. One seven two four 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 seven. And we can give you an update now. It was two two at one point. It is now Vegas up a goal with five minutes to go. Three two. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir, JD. 
1-7-2-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-
got here, guys? Okay, let's see here. Uh... Okay. All right. If both parties are ready to go, we'll go ahead and uh, I think that's it because they both are. Let's go ahead and get things going here, guys. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the following matchup here is for the North NXT US North American Championship. <clears throat> Introducing first the challenger, coming from Jacksonville, Arkansas. She is, of course, a, a 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and also she is a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. She is the Empress. And Marie Rickenbach. I sound like a chicken when I do that. Okay, sorry about that. Just fit this kitty. And her opponent, hailing from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> he is he is of course known as the Heartbreak Kid. He is also a two-time and current WWS United States Champion. He is the ROH US World Heavyweight Champion. The ROH US Pure Champion. And he is the reigning and is the current and defending NXT US North American champion. He is the Heartbreak Kid. He is fun Z Z Z Z Z Z Z And uh, GD, you'll be acting as judge tonight. So uh, yes. yeah, all right. Okay, Fonzie, as a champion, uh, let me go ahead and take what we have here all, have here to use, and then you can make a call on this. Uh, we have our categories, of course, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 500. Categories are basketball, baseball, football, soccer, and wrestling. Would you like, like to go first? Would you, yes, indeed. Good luck to both. Would you like to go first, or would you like to end to go first? Um, let the challenger go first. John should go first. And your first, my dear. And staying, of course, along at our live video feed here, of course, at NJPWS Forever Honor. And believe it, I, it's hard to believe it's been 16 years since we lost the Bulldogs. Unbelievable. Anne's going to take wrestling for 500. Already starting big. Okay, Anne, here you go. Anne, listen very carefully. Elvis sang of the Heartbreak Hotel while The Rock often references what? And excuse me, just one second. Um, 
and he might he might layeth this here. Layeth the blank here. Okay. <coughs> What's in the clue is Elvis saying of the Heartbreak Hotel. The Rock often references what? Two twenty-two to go in the game. It's still three-two. Oh, you did he? And final and and final answer is the SmackDown Hotel. And and you're right. There you go. Good way to start off here tonight. As up as up at five hundred. Nice job, man. Very nice. Finally, you're up next, sir. Okay. Um, are there uh, hockey category? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> Is there a hockey category? No, it's baseball, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, and wrestling. Give me soccer for 500. Soccer for five, okay. Soccer for five. Is that what you said, Fonzie? Right, soccer for five? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Fonzie. What team won the Europa League in the 2016-17 season? Your uh, your league, Europa League, yeah. Okay, Europa League, okay. Yeah, who won the league in the 2016-17 season? Can I get a hint? Uh, I believe this team is based in England. I'm not sure. The well-known team in England, I think. I don't keep up with soccer that much, but I think I've heard it. Yeah. I think I've... I'm back. Okay, GD. Shit. Hmm. Give me another hint. Okay. Uh... Best one I can give you here. Uh, Part of the name is, I do believe, a city in England. Uh, uh, Hmm. 
say it was a city? Yes, yes. Part of the name is a city in in um, London. Is that correct? A city from London. It's, are you are you saying are you are you saying that as your answer? No, no. I'm going to say Manchester City. My final answer. Your, your sentence, I'm sorry, what was your... Manchester City. Okay, is that your... Okay, let me... Okay, let me... Um, let me get your... Uh, J.D., let me get your... Uh, okay. I'm sure it's here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> to re-ask the question, the clue here is that what team won the Europa League right. in the 2016-17 season? This is, of course, in soccer. Uh, the answer is Manchester United. Uh, Fonzie said Manchester City. How many points was it worth? Five. We'll give him 300 for that. Fonzie, you get, okay. All right, Fonzie, 300. Uh, uh, I was going to say Manchester. You said the city, so it's like yeah, Manchester. Yeah, it's still good, though. It's still it's good. Oh, yeah, no, no. Um, and to give you an update, however, right now we have an update. Let's see. It is the final now. Winnipeg, of course, outside Vegas today, 29. But now the Golden Knights are one win away from Lord Stanley's Cup. Oh, my so the Golden Knights shine bright yet again, and they could wrap it up Sunday in Winnipeg. So they are now up three to one, and it's now going to Game Five Sunday. Thank you, there, JD. Uh, <clears throat> right now, the first two clues here taking place. Uh, Anne is leading five hundred to three hundred. Okay. Anne is going to take baseball for five hundred. Okay. Let's see here. Baseball for 500, and here you go. And who was, who was the person that owns the single-season home run record, and when did he break it? <clears throat> and also, who held the record before him? So this is actually a two-part answer, and... Um, Okay, let me repeat the question again. And the question is, who is the person that owns the single-season home run record, and when did he break it? Also, who held the record before him? Mm-hmm. 
And has our final answer up, and then JD, I need to bring you back in here, Judge, please. JD. Yeah, I'm here. Good. She chose baseball for 500. Let me repeat what the question is, and then I will tell you what the answer is, and I'll tell you what she says. Okay. okay. She says, "Who is the, the clue? Is what? Who is the person that owns the single season home run record, and when did he break it?" And who held the record before him? The answer is Barry Bonds in 2001 broke Mark McGuire's previous record of 70 by only three. The answer she gave is Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron. That's all she said. All right. uh, So who the all-time leading home run leaders are Bonds and Aaron. And she she said that, and the answer was Bonds and... Uh, Bonds and Mark McGuire. Uh, what was the point total? 500. Give her 275 on that, because she said Bonds, but she did not... Aaron was not part of the answer, however. However, McGuire was the one, however. So okay. she gets Bonds... She gets credit for the Bonds answer, though. But you say 275 Yeah, she'll her. get 275 for Bonds, yeah, because Bonds was part of the answer, and that's legit, I'll run both of them, and okay. uh, I'll pass, yes. Okay, and you do have part of the answer right. It was Barry Bonds that that did that got the uh, home run record, single-season home run record, but it wasn't Hank Aaron. We didn't say career-wise, though, season-wise, but you did get so Bonds right, Single-season home run record is what it said, yeah, so... Uh, but it wasn't Hank Aaron, my dear. It was he broke Mark McGuire's previous record by three. So, um, so, but uh, but Ann, you you will get two seventy five for that uh, for that. But you are still in the lead here. Ann leads seven seventy five to three hundred. Bonzi, you're up next. Give me football for five. Football for five. Okay. And, and, and Fonzie, this may be a mixture of both college and pro. I will let you know about that. Okay. They didn't separate like they did. I think one time I did these questions, I bet they separate, but they didn't separate in this case. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this is a – and Fonzie, this one's going to take some thinking here. What I'm going to need is a score, basically, um, here. Okay, listen very, very carefully here. What is What was the score of a 1916 Georgia Tech football game versus Cumberland University? What? I just put, I know, I said the same thing when I saw this. Oh, man. 
1916? Yeah. Well, they were That's right. It was over 100 years ago, yeah. 102 years ago, actually. I don't know who comes up with these questions, but somebody... I need help. Hmm? I'm sorry? I said, I said I need help. Uh, well, it was a real big score. Uh, I mean, that's all I really need is... Uh, well, let me give you this. Let me give you this as a hint, there, Fonzie. Uh, part of the score, one of the teams scored. Um, their final score was in the triple digits. So, triple digits. That's why I'm. Yeah, 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 I remember how long ago this was, over 100 years ago or something. I mean, it was probably a lot different back then. And what was the team? Is, oh, that's why I need is the score. That's why I need and the score. And who has the teams? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Okay, who has the teams? I still didn't understand you. I'm sorry. Who has the team? Georgia Tech versus Cumberland University. Kentucky. And Cumberland yeah. may be a, a, a school that's no longer around, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. 102 years ago, I, would, I wouldn't think it would be. Unless they merged with... Unless they're called something else now. I mean. Yeah. I'm not sure. And it was a three-digit score? Right. One of them scored... scored so... Uh, I guess it was a different setup for football back then that the score was up in the final score was in the one of the scores was in the triple digits. Yeah. I know it's JD? Yeah. I need help, buddy. I'm here. I don't know what to say. I mean, finally, the best bet would be just to say a number from, say like, as if, this, just say, like I said, this from, like a, kind of like a, like, like a set of, like, like, like what would a, say, say like what the final score of a game would be, just say, just say it in that format. Uh, best way I can recommend to do it, because that's how they got it here is the answer. Was it a shout-out, or was it, was what it, was it a, a shout-out, or a blowout? Uh, it was a blowout, sure. I can tell that. I will give you that as a second hint. That was a blowout score. What's up? And you'll be surprised that, that uh, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. This was 500. This is the hardest one ever. Yeah. And you will say this board was just made today, so... Someone put this together today, apparently, but they were just so fast. I guess it just came up with something. I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Y
and we are in the middle of an NXT US North American Championship matchup. Fonzie defending the title against Ann. Ann currently leading 775 to 300. And it's still early in the bout. We have plenty more, plenty more questions to ask. So, um, trying to see if. Also, as a reminder, folks, don't forget, tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m., WWS Power Hour. We'll be reviewing all of our shows here from this past week in the Radio Network, plus also Wrestling History Birthdays for tomorrow, as, as well as, of course, uh, of course, any, uh, any wrestling news stories coming in through our friends at 4 the Mania tomorrow. We'll bring those to you as well. Be sure to join us for Power Hour this uh, tomorrow afternoon at 5, 141-364-pound right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, I think I may have reestablished contact here with... uh, Okay, Ann is going to take baseball for 400. Okay, Ann, that's what we have here. Baseball for four. Ann? I'm here. Okay, okay, okay. And this is Ann's question right here. Ann, name, and this is going to be a big one here, but I'm going to make it easy easy for you here, uh, Ann. There are 14 players that have hit four home runs in one game. And if you can give me, and they asked for a pretty big number here, but I'm willing to shorten it a little bit here, so you don't have to, you don't have to give the number to ask for questions here. If you can give me three out of the fourteen, you will, you will, the question will be considered correct for you. There are, like I said, fourteen players in baseball history that have hit four home runs in one game. Uh, well, and I mean, basically, what I just need is I just, uh, like I said, uh, but, uh, to be honest with you, Ann, I don't know if I can give you a hint or not. I mean, like I said, there are 14 players in the history of baseball that have hit four home runs in one game. If you, uh, if you can name, like I said, three of them, that's what we need. Uh, 
just whatever you can name. And, uh, and we're already coming up with that. Uh, I do have to step away for just one second, uh, um, and I will come back and get Ann's answer in just one one second. Uh, JD, I will return momentarily. And while Chad's stepping out, to give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode five oh three for May eighteenth, twenty eighteen, five eighteen eighteen, if you will. And it is eleven ten PM in the east, eight o'clock in the west, ten o'clock in the central time zone, nine o'clock in the Rockies. You got the human suplex machine, you got the last kicker empress herself, Anne Marie Rickenbach, the human suplex machine, young Rose, Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, Mr. WCW and myself here on a rare Friday night. And yes, as we said earlier, congratulations definitely goes out to Marc-Andre Fleury and the Golden Knights, who are one win away from Lord Stanley's Cup. Yes, and that's spelled C-E... I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. You. Yeah, I'm okay. You sound tired tonight. Um, I'm okay. No. All right. Well, when we get up done here, get, just crash out, man. Get some sleep. I mean, try if you can, because I know it's supposed to storm here tonight again. You know, it hasn't started yet. Yeah. yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, I'm back on here, guys. Thank you, JD. Um, and um, did you have it? Did you? Can you be able to come up with with uh, with the answer here? Uh, just to repeat, it. about 14 players that hit four home runs in one game. Um, they're asking for a pretty big number, but if you know at least three of them, like I said. What was the what was the third one in? I'm sorry, the third one didn't get uh, posted. You name you name two out. You name two, and I need one more. You name two players. I need one more player.
Who won the power game tonight, JT? Pittsburgh lost 3-2, unfortunately. Did they? They had a chance in the ninth to win it, however, and it was damn close, almost going to the extra innings, though. What, they lost, what, 3-2? 3-2, yep. Did you, uh, did, I'm sorry, sorry, Ted, I was going to say, did, I was going to tell Fondi, I'm sure, uh, but I did tell you what happened earlier today, that's right, I did tell you. And are you still with us? No, and there was another, I said if you, you named three players, you only named two. I need to have a third person. Right, but I said if you can name three players, I said you only put two names down. I need one more person. (laughs) Okay, apparently she must not probably, must not have understood what I said. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, she's put down three names. She's put down McGuire. Pujols and Hayward, I believe is what she was trying to say. Um, and those are good guesses. Unfortunately, none of those three are correct. Um, the 14 players that have hit ho- four home runs in one game are as follows. Bobby Lowe, Ed Delante, Lou Gehring, Chuck Klein, Pat Seary, Gil Hodges, Joe Adcock. No, not Mike Cock. Adcock. Adcock. <laughs> Rocky Colavito, Willie Mays, Mike Schmidt, Bob Horner, Mark Witten, Mike Cameron, and Sean Green. They were going to want 11 out of the 14 out of this list, but uh, that's why I was trying to make it shorter. But good try there, Ann. I do good good, good try there indeed. Um, but uh, right now the score remains 775 to 300 in favor of Ann. I said the NXT US North American title is still up for grabs. Fonzie, you should have an opportunity to catch up, my man. Please pick another one. Football for four. Which one? Football for four. Football for four. Okay, Fonda, here you go. Uh, Fonda, what are the only two days of the year that there are no baseball, basketball, Hockey or football games? Can I get it? Well, um, a, a big time sports event takes place around this time. That is is the reason. Uh, I'm confused. There's, it's not an official part of the sports schedule. It's basically, it's what what it's saying. There are no official Major League Baseball games, no official NBA games, no official NHL games, or no official or no official NFL games going on. 
two days out of the year that that a special sporting event is taking place during these two days is what it's asking. I'm going to say the All-Star game. <clears throat> Chad? Oh, I'm so Chad? Sorry, I was eating something, so I couldn't answer you. Sorry, I was okay. eating something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is that your final? Yes. Okay. Let me look at it here. Bonzi, I'm going to give it to you. It's the two days before and after the Major League Baseball Major League All-Star game. So you got it. Yeah, the Pro Bowl, too. They talk about the Major League Baseball All-Star, Major League All-Star game is what they're talking about. Okay. So, Fonzie, you're only down by 75 points, my man. So you're not that far behind, man. You're doing a fine job, Fonzie, fine job. And um, here are the categories once again. Basketball, all five clues still remain. Baseball, one, two, and three. Football, one, two, and three. Soccer, one, two, three, and four. And wrestling, one, two, three, and four. about that. Ann has chosen wrestling for 400. Okay, Ann, here you go. Ann, who has laid claim to 11 world championship reigns and was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? And the best one I can give you is a line from his theme song. You think you know me.
Anne's final answer is edge, and Anne, you're correct. It is edge. So Anne, mm. so Anne goes to 11.75, and she's now up by four, but she's up now by, let's see, 4.75 right now, 11.75 to 700. Bonzi, you're back up. Okay. Um, let's go for basketball for 500. Basketball for five. Okay, Fonda, here you go. <coughs> Excuse me. What is the two leagues that combined to create the NBA? Two leagues? There were two leagues that combined to form what we know today as the NBA. Can I get a hint? I'll be honest with you, Fonzie. I don't know if I can. Uh, I can give you the initials. I can give you the initials, and maybe that might that might kind of help you. I'm not. I don't know, but that's that's I would be able to come up with. The two leagues' initials are the NBL and the BAA. So think about what those could mean. I got set for just one second. Be thinking about that. I'll be right back. JD. Yeah, I'm here. I'm confused with this. What's the question? Um, this is a name NBA. I don't know. It has to do combined a league that is NBA now. I'm trying to think. The hell, and that's the only thing I did to hit. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm confused. Like there was another league besides the NBA. What was the name of that league? He's asking. One. It's actually combined to form the NBA. Is what it's saying. And read the initials again. <clears throat> N B L and B A A. Confused. Well, apparently, like I said, that's, I guess that's how the NBA was. 
the NBA was formed, apparently. It was formed by two separate leagues. Two separate leagues? Two separate, yeah, two separate leagues, yeah. I don't know. That's your final decision? Yeah, I guess so. I suck. Now, first off, Sponsor, you don't suck. Because okay. so, I didn't even know this myself. I'll be honest with you. The two leagues are the National Basketball League and Basketball Association of America. It's what form, is what combined to form the NBA. That's the league. That's the league. It's still yeah. here, ABA. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. The NBL, National Basketball League, and Basketball Association of America, BAA, so they just kind of combined the initials, basically, to form, like I said, NBA. That's how they came up with it. I'm just reading what it says. So, I'm sorry, Fon, that's the way they had it then. And this board was just made today, so I guess apparently it's came up at the last minute, I guess. There you go. And you're up next, my dear. Anne's going to take wrestling for 300. Okay, Anne, here you go. And what former world champion is the only man to receive the belt as a result of winning the Royal Rumble? Can't take this shit no more. Uh, the four horsemen, Anne. Oh. 
And final answer is Rick Flair. And Anne, you are correct. And is up to 1475. <clears throat> Fonzie, you're up next, sir. Mm-hmm. What's that? Um, basketball, one, two, three, and four. Baseball, football, one, two, and three. Soccer, one, two, three, and four. And wrestling, one and two. I'm going to go for soccer. How much for soccer? Uh, what's left? One, two, three, and four. Give me for 400. For 400 in soccer. Okay, Fonzie, here you go. Fonzie, the 2018 World Cup will be held where? Moscow, Russia. At your final? Yep. And Fonzie said his final answer is Russia, and Fonzie, you're right. That's it. So you get it. See, I told you, Fonzie, you're back up on the board there, my man. And you're up to, let's see here, 1,100. So you're 375 points back from man. So you're making a comeback, Fonzie. Keep up the great work there, bud. And you're up next. Also, folks, check out Heaven Wrestling Federation, Facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash memories live forever. 
our own Captain Dave Spieler has just now posted something on that page, of uh, a YouTube video, uh, a tribute to fallen wrestlers and managers. So definitely check that out there as well. Uh, I said in the Heaven Wrestling Federation. And you're up, my dear. Baseball for 200. Okay, and here you go. And what is the team that's won the most World Series titles, and how many have they won? And did you you hear the question? Uh, mm, 
Derek Jeter retired from this team, man. I need the name of the team, and I need how many World Series title reign titles that they have won. Here, guys, really close indeed. Isn't that right, JD? 
Do you fall asleep on the toilet? <laughs> there he is. I'm here. There he is. Okay. No, I was just saying, JD, this was a, uh, um, this is a kind of a very close match here, with Ann now only leading by 275. Good match so far, in it, JD? Okay. Uh, and the categories, once again, basketball, one, two, three, and four, baseball, 100, football, one, two, and three, soccer, one, two, and three, and wrestling, one, and two. Is the hockey game still going on? It's over. Do what? It's over. Who won? Uh, Vegas. Who? Vegas. Oh, Vegas won the NHL yeah. Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, they won. They gave it to them, huh? Dr. Zipanga, I'm sorry. You said, I'm sorry, you were breaking up a little. Yeah, uh, Vegas is up three games to run, one more game to push the ticket to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, okay. So that's not the, okay. That's not, okay. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Very, very good there. Looks looking good. So, Vegas, so who's Vegas going to face? Oh, they're waiting for the... Okay, so it's going to be Washington or who else? I'm sorry. I, I think you're Tampa breaking up. Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa, Washington or Tampa Bay will face Vegas for the Stanley Cup. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you there, Fonzie, for, for that update. Ann wants football for 300. And Ann, here you go. Ann... Who is the person that holds the record for the most pass receptions in a season? Hey, J.D. J.D. Yeah. Did you get my text? No, I'll get in a sec. Hold on. And the question is, 
who's the person that holds the record for the most pass receptions in a season? I'm back. Uh, how many questions we have left? Uh, let me, uh, okay, give me just a second because uh, Ann is in the middle of the answering room right now. I think we have about, I think we have about 10 or 11 more questions. I think we might have to cut it out early. And we'll give Ann an opportunity to answer this one, and then we'll make a call on it. All right, because Juan just sent me a message, and he says he's not feeling too well right now. Okay. Okay, well. Ann's final answer is Jerry Rice, and that's a good answer, Ann. The answer is Herman Moore. Uh, let, me, let me double check here, too. Actually, there's 12. I was close. There's 12, actually. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have just gotten a, a request here from the from our, from our champion here. Uh, he is not... He is not uh, uh, feel, feeling very well, um, and uh, and uh, he is he has requested that um, we pause. Now I'm not gonna be able to keep the board up the way it is. We may have to probably. Um, I'll just have to make a note as to, or it may I may may redo the whole board again and do it that way. That way there'll be more points. So, so let me ask. I would, let me let me ask. They, they can, let me ask both uh, both both uh, uh, both folks here. Fonzie, um, as the champion here, um, am, am I correct in assuming that you are not feeling feeling well? First of all, yeah, my chest is hurting me. Okay. Well, like I said, if we pause this, I will use the same board. That we are using now, but it, it, it's not going to save the questions at where they're at. It's going to have. It's going to be. It's going to go back to all the questions being lined up. So you may get the same ones asked to you again. Uh, that's going to give you a heads up on that. Uh, but are you? Is that? Is that? Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. Okay, Anne, my dear, I'm sorry, but. Uh, we're going to have to cut this a little bit. Um, I need to let you know about it because Fonzie's not feeling up up to par. Um, would you? Uh, would, I just want to let you know about that. So, if you're listening, uh, we need to know when would be a good time for us to finish this match. Uh, um, except the JD, JD, you pick the day. 
Is it okay? Maybe possibly next Wednesday, guys, for you guys. Yeah, that's good. Next Wednesday? Okay. And would next Wednesday be okay to finish this match? I got to hear from both combatants here. Uh, Fonzie says it's okay. I know, Fonzie, you have the call as the current champion, but I'd like to get both opinions as well. Uh, and is that is that? I'm sorry we have to do this. And says it's okay. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave this as as it is right now. Uh, the same five categories: basketball, baseball, football, soccer, and wrestling. It will probably be the same questions being asked on here because normally it just reverts back to the same board. Even after if you bookmark it, sometimes it doesn't. So we will go. So we will. Go back. To, we, we will go back to this board uh, um, next Wednesday night, of course, on Revolution. Uh, like I said, Fonzie is is uh, is uh, is um, not uh, is is not feeling very well, so we're going to give him the opportunity to rest off. Fonzie, uh, with respect, my man, I will hold on to the belt here for you, and it will be you'll be under lock and key until next Wednesday night. So I will let you know. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, as it currently stands right now, Ann is currently leading, let me see, 1675. Fonzie has, let me see, make sure I have this right here. Uh, Yes, 1400. So, it's still a very close match here, guys, by 275 here. But just Wednesday night, we will finish this NXT US North American Championship match between the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. It is closing in, of course, on midnight here Eastern time. We'll go ahead and call it an evening here, folks. Um, J.D., anything else you wish to add, sir, before we call it a night? J.D.? Yeah. Anything else you wish to add before we close, close it up for the night? Nope. Just get better, Fonzie. I'll talk to you tomorrow at some point. I'm going to be out most of the day tomorrow, but I'll try to buzz you as soon as I can. Thank you. Thank you. sir, please, please uh, get well. Uh, just, just rest up during the week, weekend. And uh, like I said, we'll, uh, we will continue this match uh, next Wednesday night here on Revolution, sir, to give you an opportunity to recuperate. So, uh, but by all means, please get well soon, and we will definitely be saying, saying a prayer for you, sir. Uh, so, absolutely so. So just, uh, just, just, just get, just focus on getting your health situated. I have the belt locked up under lock and key, so the belt is safe with me until next week. So, yeah. and, uh, I'd like to so ladies and gentlemen, Google 1675 to 1400 in favor of Ann right now in this NXT U.S. North American title match between the champion Fonzie and the challenger Ann. For the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach. This is WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much for joining us here tonight. We will, of course, join you, of course, tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock for WWS Power Hour. And, of course, also our promo uh, this Sunday evening as well. Where we'll be going over what, where our shows will be, of course, next week here in the radio network. Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, our, uh, of course, for our stories that J.D. did bring to us here today, our thoughts and prayers are with the with the friends and family of the, of course, of the of the of the school shooting that took place in Texas today, 
as well as, of course, the, the sun plane crash that occurred in Cuba. So we would say many prayers for all those folks here, for the families of all those folks here, here this evening. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Good evening, everyone. Take care. And as always, God bless. Have a good evening. And a good weekend. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.